0: Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn more about us through zencare.org. Everybody. Good morning, everybody. This chant, Gata opening the sutra, how rarely it's encountered. <clears throat> Even in our days, through our day, how rarely we encounter it, the dark. We spend so much of our days just preoccupied with whatever. So this chant is reminding us how rare it is, how precious it is to remember that the Dharma is always present. And we have to be willing to receive and maintain it. So it's a vow also not about just, it's not a willy-nilly situation, apparently. It's not a whatever kind of thing. I've been thinking a lot about Sangha, and this morning, um, one of our Sangha <clears throat> members is in the Five Borough Bike Ride. awareness around suicide, she's using that the bike ride to lift up the awareness around suicide, dedicating it to her nephew who killed himself. Another one of our Sangha members is in Bosnia right now, bearing witness to the ongoing struggle there. We may think it's over. And on Thursday, our chaplaincy group who finished their year of training had a memorial service. And these names in this bowl here are some of the people that they cared for who died this year. And we had a memorial service to remember them. And yesterday, 38 foundation students, some of you are here. soon to be (laughs) perhaps finishing nine months of service and learning what it means to really integrate and realize that this dharma only actually exists in relationship with ourselves and the world for some reason it's just hard for us to get that that it's actually just about all of our relationships all the time so apparently we need a lot of training because the conditioning is to isolate ourselves one of our Sangha members created a Zafu that was so marvelous it was a precept Zafu that I thought was just delightful. And there was an image of a fish in a little test tube kind of thing on the Zafu. And that was this person isolated from everybody else. And then there was all these other fish right outside of this little test tube. And they were saying about like how this is just to remind them not to cling to our small self. So fantastic. And that's what they're going to sit on. In some ways, maybe we should all make those because in some ways that's the whole practice. not getting caught up in our self-clinging of separateness, specialness, our problems. Anyone here have problems? It's like that koan that I love so much where the student goes to talk to the teacher and says, I have so many problems and he said, I can help you. And they went, brought him into the Dharma hall where all the other students were gathered, and he said, Student such and such has problems, everyone. <laughs> and the teacher laughed. <coughs> we all have problems, we all suffer. But the self clinging to our special ones, endless. That's why we need each other. So I want to talk about a koan this morning. It's case number 14 from the Book of Serenity. It's called attendant kaku, serves tea. Attention, that always gets most of you drifting off into self-clinging <laughs> and self-preoccupation. Attention. Attendant Kaku asked Tokusan, where did the holy ones of the past go? Tokusan answered, what? What? Kaku said, Give an imperial order for a fleet horse, and out comes a lame tortoise. At that, Tokusan desisted. The next day, Tokusan left his bath, and Kaku brought some tea and served it to his teacher. Tokusan patted him once on the shoulder to thank him. Kaku said, "Old man, at last, you're beginning to really see." Tokusan once again desisted. That's clear. Right? <laughs> I love this coin. So I have to tell you a little bit about Tokusan first, but. Uh, He was five generations after Huining, so he's in our line. And he lived in the Tang Dynasty and was born in Sichuan province. And he was greatly remembered for hitting his students a lot. Whenever they would speak, it was said, he would hit them. And early in his life, he was really interested in the Vinaya, in the precepts, and became famous for his knowledge of the Diamond Sutra and how much he loved the Diamond Sutra. And he only started to appreciate these sutras after an old woman had dharma combat with him, an old tea lady who challenged him because he felt that they were not important. Studying wasn't important and she schooled him. And so he began to look into them. And his desire to not study, he saw was actually (coughs) one of his preferences was also what was keeping him from awakening. So I love that part of the story about like, anytime you have a preference, usually that's going to be the place that keeps you from fully waking up. Maybe some of you have preferences, perhaps. And later in his life, Tokasan lived for 30 years under an oppressive regime where actually Buddhism became out of favor but he continued to teach. And in during this time of great oppression, he became quite soft. was not hitting everyone all the time. And so this koan also is from that time where he was much softer. So his attendant or the Jisha asked his teacher what, where did the Holy Ones of past go? Where's the Buddha now, where's Bodhidharma now? And he answered clearly, what, what? That has such a particular flavor. <laughs> I love it. And his Jisha says, Give an imperial order for a fleet horse, and out comes a lame tortoise. So, insulting his teacher. So, basically, you don't know shit. You don't know shit from Shinola. Remember that? And at that, his teacher didn't say anything. I just imagine going, okay. So that kind of forbearance is quite interesting to me. It's like, okay, that's where you are. You need to insult me. Okay. And the next day. His teacher was coming out of the bath and his jisha brought him tea and served it to him. And he patted him on the shoulder, which to me reminds me of like a, his old ways of hitting people, but just saying like, you're here, you're here. We're just serving tea. Thank you. And the student, very provocative student can't let it go. Old man, at last, you're beginning to see. So insults him again. Once again, on just, OK. So now that I've cleared that up. I think it's very important to consider, you know, that part of, to me, is also the attitude of the teacher that is important, just like whatever the student brings, having the compassion of where they are, just like, okay. But also the attitude, that's not just the attitude of the teacher, it's also saying this is a, a Zen attitude or a practice attitude. Someone hurls insults at you, okay. Not getting reactive. Maybe you insult yourself. Maybe you berate yourself. I'm just saying, okay. It's quite free to not have to feed them. There's that famous story of the Buddha where someone came to hear the Buddha speaking and got up in the middle of his dharma talk and was like, "You're an asshole! You know, you don't know shit." (coughs) And the Buddha just people, of course, were like, (gasps) "Talking to the Buddha like that?" And the Buddha said, "Let's have a conversation." And the Buddha said, if you give someone a gift and they do not receive the gift, to whom does the gift belong? And the person was like, what? (laughs) A little thrown, because really into their reactivity. and, And they said, well, I guess the person giving the gift, and the Buddha said, like that. I do not receive your gift. Mm. (laughs) So who to whom do your words belong? And that basically like shut that down. (laughs) (laughs) But it's quite a radical move, right? Which is also like what's happening in this (laughs) call. They're happy about it non-reactivity cheer (laughs) (laughs) what does it mean if you allow yourself not to to refrain from reactivity to feel it and not to go along with it brings joy. (laughs) (laughs) In my experience, it really does bring joy. When we don't believe the berating voice, outside or inside, as the collective says, brings joy. When this student is asking where the holy ones go, what is he asking? I feel like he's testing the teacher and basically saying like, where they are, I am. Don't you see? Don't you see? Approve me. Ever wanted an authority figure to approve you, mm. and then they didn't. Anyone ever have that experience? And the, and he, the teacher, just says, "What? What? Any good Zen teacher will not approve you." Because it just feeds into some old habit. And this tends to piss people off, like this Jisha. He gets enraged and insults the teacher. How normal. When we go with our habitual minds, how normal. When we don't get what we want, we get all pissy. Anyone ever knock out what they wanted? And then not felt good about it? That's what this koan is pointing to. So that's why we love this kaku, this student, because he's us too. Just that part of our mind that's so habituated, right? it's like, why can't I get what I want? I want what I want when I want it now. In this case, I want you to approve me and think I'm great. There's a very old Buddhist story about these seven sisters who were about to go to a party. I love like that there's some like old Buddhist story about these women and they're going to go to a party. And one sister said, instead of going to the party, why don't we go to the charnel grounds, as you might say to your friends. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we go to the crematory? <laughs> Anyone ever said that <laughs> your friends are like, let's rock it out. And you're like, totally. Let's go to the crematory. <laughs> of course, the charnel ground is where they used to would just like chop up your body and leave it for the animals to eat. They weren't so into cemeteries. And actually, it was a practice for practitioners to go and sit in the charnel ground and to watch as birds and different things would eat your body. Talk about really getting up close and personal with impermanence, in particular about yourself clinging, right? Where's me, me when you're dead? It's interesting. And so the charnel ground, when they got there, the seven sisters were there and they were just like checking it out. It was full of all these rotting chopped up corpses. And one of the sisters said, where did the people go? looking at all the corpses. Where'd they go? And another sister said, What? What? Sound familiar? And at those words, all seven sisters became enlightened. So what's this? What? What about when your your even questioning mind is really about clinging to something, and you can just go, "What, what?" To interrupt that habitual man, mind of what you're trying to get. Mm-hmm. So clearly, Tokusan knew this story. and probably loved that story and said, so when his student said, you know, aren't I great? He said, what? What? But his student didn't get it. Tokasan was like, you know, a good grandparent who just lets their grandchild be the way they are and loves them anyway. My grandma learned that in the end too, how to be like them. To allow people their own process and to love them fully so to me the practice is also about how do we cultivate that mind so that we can do that also towards ourselves loving our struggle and our berating not feeding it but just like what what interrupting it interrupting our well known struggling phrases. Because they're so repetitive. In case you need to learn about them. They're probably the ones that say you can't do that. You're a screw up, you're different, you know, all of those phrases. Some of them begin with I can't. Or I'm not like that. Any self-limiting phrase. What? What? It's all we need to do. Interrupt the habit and to stay in relationship. To me it's also so beautiful about how Tokusan also did not cast him out. He just says like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do we also cultivate that mind to allowing things as they are? <coughs> One of Tokusan's ancestors, Nansen Said, drinking tea eating rice <clears throat> I pass my time just as it comes looking down at the stream looking up at the mountains how serene and relaxed I feel